0: It is Monday, February 15th. I am Trent Smith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Not a lot to discuss today, and so I'll jump right into it. So uh, MMA Junkie uh, had a has a report that Dana White is looking at crowds back by this summer, and he's looking at Las Vegas and Florida, and... As we know, White has said that he only wants full crowds, and right now, uh, I looked this up. Both the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers are operating their NHL games at limited capacity. The Panthers are allowing twenty five, uh, t- sorry, twenty five percent fans into attendance, and I don't know the percentage of the uh, the Golden Knights, but. The max capacity from the story I read was 3,450, and to uh, cite what they're getting right now, they only did one game, and this was on Friday, out of the 3,450, the announced crowd was 2,712, so the first game where they had attendance, they didn't even max out, so that tells me that perhaps, maybe it was a short notice announcement, I'm not sure, but perhaps there is still a lot of uh, wariness of getting into a an arena for a hockey game in an enclosed arena. So I think whites uh, look looking at mid um, or even early summer, I don't think that's gonna happen uh, unless the cases really drop. And from what I saw the cases are dropping. I'm going to do a little more investigation here as far as Vegas and uh, Florida go, go. but from what I'm seeing, they're dropping but not as much as they would need to. and uh, 25% attendance and if the Golden Knights is 25, it looks to be about 25 judging from seating arrangements in NHL arenas. 25% is a far, far cry from the 100% that White is, is looking at. Now, I think a lot of this was a little a little hopeful, and I, I understand that the UFC could could become, wants to become hopeful that it's gonna happen, but going from 25% to 100% is uh, a huge jump, a huge, huge jump, and I don't think that's gonna happen this year. I think the most we'll see is a 50% this year. Um, and I don't like what I see, have seen in Florida in the past, and and I don't like what I see from the UFC at the apex. So I'm just not confident that this is going to happen. I understand the hopefulness, I understand the desire. I don't think, I just don't think it's going to become a reality. Do I? I mean, if we can get everything under control, if if uh, the vaccination rollout goes out better than it has been. And it's not going out, it's not terrible, but I just don't see this happening um, by summer. But something could change, and if it does, you can bet White is going to push as hard as he can to get crowds into UFC arenas for for this year, for sure. So yesterday I spoke about Dana White and Ariel Helwani, that situation where White called Helwani a douche for talking about the Gina Carano situation. And again, I'll say that Helwani never made it about himself. He spoke about the issue and he offered his opinion, as many have. Now we know White does not like Helwani and he bashes him at every chance he gets. And so he saw an opportunity and he once again did so. Made himself look foolish, but that's not something he's ever concerned himself with before, so why would he worry about that now? But ESPN, after Dan LeBittard pretty much blasted them on Twitter and said that they owed it, it to um, their broadcasters to respond, especially since it was a partner in the UFC. And ESPN did respond, and it's a poor, poor, poor response. Um The response was short, and it did nothing to truly defend Helwani or anyone else in ESPN, and it did nothing to hurt the relationship with White, which, of course, is what ESPN intended to do. So the response is, Ariel is a valued colleague and an exceptional MMA reporter. His record speaks for itself. That's it. That was the statement. It didn't acknowledge the fact that White insulted an ESPN employee, it, it, it didn't do anything. As far as a, a, a real statement goes, it's about as weak as you can get. It's it's one of those we could have done nothing, but we're gonna do next to nothing. If I was Hawani, this doesn't this wouldn't sit well with me. It makes it look like the that ESPN values UFC more than its employees which we know if ESPN's held to account, it's always going to back its, its quote-unquote partners more than it does its employees and reporters. Did it with the NFL, and now it's doing it with the UFC. So at least it makes Solani aware of where, he's, of where he stands in the pecking order, which, not a surprise, but it's always good to know what they, what they think of you and how they value you and what they value more than you. So now Hawani knows and he can, he can do it with that information, whatever he, he chooses to, but if, if I was him, this was something I would, uh, this would be something I file away and when my next contract comes up, I'm going to bring this up and, and maybe, uh, Uses to get a little more money. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. The UFC once again canceled the Hamza Chimaev and Leon Edwards fight because Chimaev is still uh, dealing with lingering effects of COVID-19. And this is what the report was, for, I guess, from his team. And uh, I'm just going to read here. The coronavirus has taken a toll on Chimaev with numerous complications and several visits to the hospital. He wanted to train. We tried and it failed. He was really bad. He didn't even do two rounds straight. He did one round and then rested. He started coughing, started feeling ill again, and we had to cancel the training. He even went in an ambulance to the hospital. When he called me, he thought he was going to die. He said, uh, and, and here's some more. He has to rest a little bit, get his body fully functional, then he can start training again. Some stuff is not up to him. Sometimes you have to step in and firmly say how it is. I can't let him train. who knows this time he started training, he got lucky next time he not he might not be this lucky. I'm not going to take that risk. it doesn't matter and that's what i'm glad to hear that I'm glad to to see that someone on his team has has realized, okay, he tried it. it failed. We can't let him train again until he is a hundred percent or a doctor says he can train and this is how he can train it, it really needs to be monitored is what i'm saying and it looks like his team is taking this very seriously because he's 26 he's just 26 and i don't think he's exaggerating how he felt uh, if he's not fighting he's not making money he's an mma fighter so it's not like he is Far into discomfort and pain. That's kind of the name of the game. And so, if he felt that he couldn't train, it's pretty serious. And if he felt like he said he was going to die, pretty serious. And so, I'm glad his team's taking this as seriously as it can. And I know, so he's in a position of being a quote unquote long hauler. We know Cody Garbrandt is kind of in the same situation, maybe less serious, but he was having problems with uh, brain fogginess and, and blood clots, which are symptoms of being a long hauler as well. And my question then becomes, well, what is the UFC doing for these folks? Not just these guys, but anyone who had COVID. Because we know that the UFC insurance is for injury and not illness. So I'm going to assume, and I I asked the UFC about this and haven't heard back, I'm going to assume that these guys are getting nothing as far as medical care paid for by the UFC. And that's kind of despicable, but that's the nature of the beast. And that's one of the reasons why the UFC wants to keep these folks as independent contractors, because then they don't have to pay them, pay for their health insurance year round. It's shitty. It's underhanded. But it's the way UFC does business and has done business. Should it change? Absolutely. Should it? Could it change in small increments? Absolutely. You don't have to just full wholesale cover everything as we see with the injury insurance during training camps. The UFC could do a better job when it comes to health insurance. Uh, this is a pandemic right now. Even if you offer just insurance to cover this it's better than nothing but I'm assuming they're getting nothing and UFC has not corrected me on that so what does that tell you so I'm glad like I said that this team's going to hold him back I don't know what Garbrandt's team's doing I don't know what anyone's teams are doing if the fighters get COVID because there's no protocol as far as I know from the UFC. And again, I've asked this question. And again, I've received no reply. It's disheartening to run up against this all the time. You, you want these guys and and women to have some sense of job security in the UFC. And it's just not there. Um, and there's no, there's nothing to hold the UFC accountable for this but the media at this point. And if the media doesn't speak up, well, then everyone else just kind of assumes that it's okay. And again, like with the Helwani situation, I know why the media doesn't speak up. Fear. But I don't understand why these media folks don't want better for the fighters and if they do want better speak up because without a a real concentrated focus on this nothing's going to change nothing's going to change um so i hope the ufc is at least thinking about taking this a little more seriously than it has i don't believe that's to be the case since dana white is still walking around here since day one without a mask but who knows Maybe maybe something will change, but I don't believe that is the case. The UFC gets lucky a lot of times from health and safety. They've been lucky in a lot of ways. While other MMA promotions have witnessed deaths and serious injuries, the UFC for the most part has avoided those. And I think that has, from from looking into everything, I think that has a lot more to do with luck than it does with anything else so I hope that Chimaev gets better I hope the UFC helps him in some way through all this and I hope that that help extends in some way to all the fighters on the roster do I think that's going to happen no but I'll keep bringing it up and hopefully some other people will join me uh, in beating this drum because Silence isn't going to help anybody. And with that, have, that's about it for tonight. I will be back tomorrow. And until then, everyone stay safe.